What is happening, everybody? Thank you for joining us on another episode of Grab Life by the Controller. This week's episode is huge. So big, we're breaking it up into two parts. We are finally showing the Sega brand in general more love. And it starts with this episode and a very special guest. So let's just get into it. Let's grab life by the controller. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited for this episode because it's something that I don't have a lot of memories growing up with, but my guests today do. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to another one of my brothers that I found through Instagram, Mr. Peter Graphic. What is happening? Hey, man. Long time no talk. It's good to be back. Yeah, according to my records, it's been since April. Get out of here. You know what? It didn't, it didn't feel that long to me. I'm, I'm always happy to come back and chat. I am so excited to have you on because every time we have you on, you open the gaming doors and inform me about a gem that I missed. <laughs> I'm like the gatekeeper. You are <laughs> the gatekeeper. Well, so, I, I, I listen to your show all the time, so it's like I always hear from you, so it's nice to be back. Yeah, it, it's nice to hear, and, and I'm, I'm certain my guests feel this way, uh, from somebody other than me, because I'm full of stories, and I'm willing to tell them all the time. But it's <laughs> got to be nice to hear somebody else. <laughs> so, we, we've heard a little bit of your gaming background uh, but real fast, I'm going to put you on the spot because you and I have had some pretty intense conversations about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dun, dun. Yeah, no, just uh, we, we talk about the turtles a lot. Yeah, uh, I love the Ninja Turtles. And I don't know if you've seen from my posts. I love Batman. I have a ton of Batman stuff, but like Ninja Turtles, that really strikes a, like a chord. That's uh, that's my jam. That's my old school, like little graphic jam. Now, the reason I bring that up is you and I recently had a conversation where you admitted defeat. Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. Uh, uh, yep. We, we're, uh, right. we're kicking off the, uh, the Sega love with <laughs> Hyperstone Heist and how it falls second behind Turtles in Time. Uh, well, listen, I have both of them. And... I play them with my son, and he really likes the Ninja Turtles, and he loves to play Turtles in Time. And I was like, hey, bud, why don't we play Hyperstone Heist? And he looks at it, and he's like, yeah, but can't we just play Turtles in Time? And I'm like, but this one's, this one's just as good, if, if not better. And he's like, no, can't we just play the good one? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And like, you know, it's him. I'll do it. And he always plays Michelangelo, my favorite. He gets a pass. <laughs> so we, we're playing a lot of Turtles in Time lately. And then the other day, he wasn't around. I'm like, you know what? I'm putting in Hyperstone Heist. I don't care. This is the better one. And I, I got to eat some crow. I Personally, it's my favorite. I don't know if it's the better game. Because some of the levels are just like a, like a hand-me-down version of the Super Nintendo one. Where they're back in time and they're on a pirate ship. And that makes sense. But in Hyperstone Heist... They're just surfing and all of a sudden see like an old shipwreck, which is like, wait, what? Like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And the first level you're in the sewer, which is OK. And then they come right out of the sewer onto the street back into the sewer again. So it's the level design is not the hottest. Um, I do, however, really like the controls on the Genesis one better than the Super Nintendo. See, and I'm OK with that. Like, I got really proficient at Turtles in Time. I I don't have the cart for Hyperstone Heist, so I've played it through my son's uh, PXP, which for those of you who don't know, it's one of those $20 handhelds that you buy off Wish that comes with a multi-cart. And so I've got the kind of PSP-looking thing with a really small screen. It's like the size of a Game Boy Pocket. And so the buttons just don't line up right. It doesn't feel like a Sega game. 
but you still get the same experience, like level-wise musics, character, you know, the sprites, all that stuff. And I, I think I really can't judge it as harshly as I do until I have the cart and can play it with an actual Genesis controller. But music-wise, I think SNES has it licked. Level-wise, I, I think SNES has it licked. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the Genesis had a great version that they could play. Yeah, it has Tatsu, too, which you've mentioned before, which is really cool. Yeah, that is actually extremely neat because I loved the live-action Turtle movies. And so to have him part of the game, that was an addition that in itself right there that makes Hyperstone Heist worth playing. Yeah, it's worth the price of admission to like just kind of see Tatsu, and he's got that grunt from the movie. And, he's like, <laughs> uh, and then like, and the movie really doesn't talk much except for that grunt, so it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I, I wish in the uh, the Hyperstone heist he would have said Ninja Vanish. Yeah, that would have been cool, or at least the text. Yeah, I mean that that's my only complaint, but it's it's a great game, like hands you know, down. There's nothing better than playing Turtles at home with, with your buddies. Absolutely. It's like it's one of the best parts of uh, my day when my son wants to play Ninja Turtles or even we, you know, we play on two on Sega, uh, the Power Rangers, the movie, the game. He likes that a lot, too. But any any brawler, two player brawler, he's really into it. And that's like my favorite genre. So what does he think about Growl? Oh, we haven't played Growl. What? <laughs> oh, no, we haven't played Growl. Okay, you are on assignment. <laughs> it always it always comes back to Growl. <laughs> it always comes back to Growl. Uh, I streamed Growl. I, I don't have the Genesis version streamable. It's on my modded PSP. Which, to be honest, I like the Genesis version better. Uh, I played through it and beat it on the PSP. And I played through the arcade version on my modded Xbox. And while, while the, uh, the sprites and the animations, everything's better on the arcade version, the final boss sucks. Yeah. The final boss on the arcade is just designed to eat as many quarters as humanly possible. You get bored. There's no skill. There's a stupid little pattern. And then you've got to hit him 50 bazillion times. But the Genesis did it right. I don't know if they like played through it and they're like, ah, we got to change something for it. It's It's got to feel like a sense of accomplishment instead of like, eh, is this over yet? Yeah, I know what you mean. A lot of those like old coin ops, and I love arcade games, but they just don't. It's not the same when you play it through MAME, you know? And it's like, this was really just for, meant for me to lose all my money. Yeah. And you know, when you have infinite coins, then you really kind of see like the purpose was really just to get your cash and like there's games that are just not they're just not fun you know ninja turtles was cool you know the arcade game but like uh i'm trying to think some of those like brawlers where like it was just endless endless amounts of guys and just went on and on and the ending's not even that satisfying you you said it perfectly i mean there's nothing else to say so without (laughs) further ado Let's get into some of your Sega memories and why you were thankful for what they did. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, recently, you know, not so much memories, but recently I'm, I'm thankful for uh, just Sega kind of being back in the news. Uh, I'm thankful for that Sonic the Hedgehog movie redo. <laughs> and uh, I'm, so- I'm thankful for the Gen- Sega Genesis Mini because that's nice to have on the market because I think Nintendo really had like the lock on those like nostalgia plug and play systems. Well, and honestly, Sega did it right. Yeah. Nintendo did it great. PlayStation sucked royally. PlayStation is the example of what not to do. Nintendo set the standard and then Sega came into the market and said, "Uh, we can do better for once. And they really did. Yeah, it really is a nice system. And I, I saw it at GameStop and it was like on the counter, like it, the box is awesome. Like 
they gave you games that were from overseas that we never got. Uh, you know, the menus and the layouts are great. I'm, it's sad to me that like maybe they lost out because they tried to do that already with at games and it, this, they weren't very good. And maybe people just saw another Sega thing on the market and they just kind of ignored it. But I'm glad that they're back and they tossed their hat in the ring and at least they're like, you know, trying to acknowledge their history. I hope they do, you know, a 32X one or, or I'd die if they had a Saturn type of thing like that. I would love a 32X one. Uh, that is something that I would love to get into, but right now I can't find anything that is under about 150 bucks. I had I had one as a kid. I got one for Christmas. It was 20 bucks. Now we're getting into memories, but I got one for Christmas. The system itself was twenty dollars, and I think I got two games for it. It was uh, Virtual Racing, and I think um, Doom. And I played the hell out of Doom on that because I didn't have a computer. And it was like my first introduction to that. And it was just awesome. And I, I love the 32X. I got, and all the games were discounted because nobody wanted it. So I would be able to walk into KB and get a game on my own with my own money for like $14 or $24. And I'd have something brand new to play that, you know, no one, <laughs> no one really wanted. But I, I had a 32X. So, you know, you had to fill the library up with something. And uh, there was a great Star Wars game too on there. Yeah, you you brought up Doom. How was Doom on the 32x? Um, for a kid who never played Doom on the PC and and didn't like have a way to play it beforehand, I thought it was great. Um, there's a lot of like purists out there, I guess, who say it's not very good because the screen is reduced, uh, the music's a little different. You can't the enemies don't turn around; they're always facing flat. So and they don't fight each other. But at the time, you know. It was great. I didn't have any other way to play Doom, and I wanted to. And it sounded good to me, and you could pick the levels. You didn't have to beat them. You could move the levels ahead if you wanted and play the last one first. And the codes still worked. You got, like, God Mode on there. It was awesome. I, I played the hell out of that game. Now, I explain the 32X, uh, like, in a nutshell, because I, I feel like maybe some of our listeners might be, like, grown up on nintendo like i did and so uh, i i just recently like in the last two years uh started doing a lot of research on sega so it was honestly pretty new to me 32x is an odd beast um sega wanted to always get a foothold in the market of what was coming out like next you know they saw cds were gonna be the next big thing they made a sega cd uh they saw that, you know, 32-bit gaming was on its way and they rushed the Saturn out and they had to have it. And I think Sega in America, of America and Sega of Japan were kind of at odds with each other. It was almost like a, not a civil war, but Sega of America was like, the Genesis is still popular. People still play the Genesis. We want people to keep their Genesis. We don't want them to leave the brand. What do we do? And uh, I guess the, the guys in charge at the time, and, I, and you could research it, but he was like, why don't we do a 32-bit add-on at a cheap price and we can keep those customer base happy while they eventually grow into a Sega Saturn. And they were like, okay, that's a good idea. And it was a flop because by the time that came out, you know, everyone had moved on. And, and it was, why am I going to buy an extra thing for my Sega Genesis and play Doom when I can play it on a PC or when I can... The Saturn's only six months away what I'm, what, or a year away. Why am I going to buy this thing now that you're not even going to, you know, that Sega is not going to endorse or, or give, you know, room to grow. And that was, I think, what happened, whereas people bought into it and then it was like, oh, are you going to support the Sega 32X? Uh, we don't know. And that's where you have the smallest library. There's a lot of people who can collect the entire library for a 32X. Um, there's games that are like really rare and hard to find, like Spider-Man. But I mean, you can get the whole set if you really want it. Do you think it's something that at any point in time you would want to buckle down and own every uh, 32X cart? Uh, personally, I I mean, I I had it as a kid and I really liked it and I had my fun with it. And I, I think I even tried to trade it into a GameStop and they wouldn't take it. So. It might be in my parents' attic somewhere, um, but I was 
I at my one of my older jobs, a guy found out I was into retro gaming. This is before it was a thing. And he he gave me a box 32X. And he's like, here, take it. I don't I don't even know what this thing is. I bought it and it was 20 bucks and it was in the box with the with all the parts. And if, oh, wow. Yeah. And if you end up collecting it, you should know that you need it. It has its own AC adapter and it has two cords, one that connect in the back of the Genesis and another one that connect to like the Sega CD or something. It, it's got a lot of parts and it even has these metal shields that hold the doors down for the Genesis that you don't necessarily need. But it had a lot of parts. <laughs> so if you go to buy one used, you have to make sure that has all the cables. So it's a pain. Why am I thinking that it was just something that plugged into the cartridge slot? Because it, it that's what the system is. It looks like a little mushroom cloud that sits on top of your Genesis, but it takes its own power. So, you know, I hope you have some room on that power strip because you're going to need it. It's another brick AC adapter. I was not aware of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. And eventually I had that 32X box and I think I traded it in like a couple of years ago because <laughs> I had no games for it. And I think I traded it for some Nintendo games. That's <laughs> <Yes>, for life. <laughs> oh, well, wait, what know, was like, that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I moved. My game room got big. I had a few Nintendo games and I was like, you know what? I got to rectify this. I don't have Super Mario Brothers 3. And I took my 32X and he gave me some credit and I got a bunch of Nintendo games. So, so. That's awesome, though. Yeah, you know, I wasn't using it. It's that's that's the game, though. You know, like you, you get rid of the stuff you don't play. You buy the stuff that you want, and then you never play that stuff. <laughs> now, I've I've always mentioned that I really didn't grow up with the Genesis. My cousin had one. That was where I got exposed to Sonic, uh, Altered Beast, Golden Axe, but I was a service advisor for Ford, and we had a break room and inside the break room, we had like one of those TVs that you would wheel into a classroom that was strapped down to this metal rickety cart. And somebody had brought in a Genesis and hooked it up to that TV. So in the break room we had, uh, I want to say it was called the six pack. Oh, probably. Yeah. And it had six games in one which was fantastic. And then it had uh, Street Fighter, which I absolutely hated to play because Genesis controller only had three buttons. And at the time when I was working, you know, as a service advisor, I had no idea that you could push start and, you know, bounce back and forth between kicks and punches. Yeah. So I, I had ended up, um, going through a messy divorce and so i i spent a lot of time in the break room playing that little genesis but we only had uh we had beavs and butthead oh Uh, yeah that that game is definitely unique i have Uh, that one and then like i said the six pack and then uh, had columns oh columns is great I, I love Columns. Columns has great music. That little experience that I had for the couple months until they let me go uh, with the Genesis was absolutely great. I needed something to take my mind off of everything. I needed something to entertain me and to lift my spirits and sometimes frustrate the hell out of me, and that was the Genesis. I absolutely love puzzle games from the 8-bit and 16-bit era. So Columns was right up my alley. That's cool. So, you know, Sega's there for you, man. You know? <laughs> Sega does what Nintendo don't. And don't, you know? <laughs> it, it, it takes up space in a, uh, a service break room. <laughs> <laughs> of all the places to run into a Sega. Um, when I was a kid, and I had, I had Nintendo when I was a kid, and uh, I loved my Nintendo, and I was you know, my friends would all trade games and we'd borrow games from each other and Christmas would come around. We'd all run to each other's houses and see what we got. We'd rent games and pass it around the neighborhood. And um, one of the older neighbor kids, you know, he must have been 18 or whatever. I can remember him smoking a cigarette outside and he was like, Nintendo. 
Nintendo's for babies. And we're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Super Mario, Duck Hunt, Ninja Gaiden's not a baby game. And then he'd be like, he put his cigarette out and he's like, let me show you something. And we all went up to his like teenage room, you know, and like had like bikini posters and stuff. And he had a Sega Genesis and he had Revenge of, Shin- uh, you know, Return of Shinobi on there. And it was like, oh, <laughs> like, it was like, oh, oh, I'm a little kid. <laughs> like, oh, I what am I doing? What, why am I playing Nintendo? I need this thing. It's black. It's sleek. There's a ninja in it. Uh, I have to have this in my life. And I, from then on, it was I need a Sega Genesis. Uh, got to get a Sega Genesis. And I got one for Christmas that year. It was, it was awesome. That's an incredible story. Yeah, it was like. You you know, Mario was great and he's cool, but we walked in that kid's room and he was the coolest. I think he even wore sunglasses inside and he was like, check it out. And it was like, oh, my God, like, like wait a minute. I would have I've been doing this wrong the whole time. And I ended up getting the the, the Genesis with Sonic pack in and that blew my mind. It it just he was so fast on that TV. It was almost like he was outrunning the screen. And it was like, I, he just went on his own. He did all this. He did that loop on his own. This is unreal. And it was just the coolest. And I think I got Spider-Man, the Spider-Man game for it when I was a little kid. And that was awesome, too. And it, I was sold. I don't have any experiences with that with any console. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like I said, I don't know if it's a regional thing. I don't feel like Sega was advertised where I lived. It might be. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was more of like a neighborhood thing with me. I remember seeing the commercials for sure, but it was more like, this is for big kids and I'm a big kid. (laughs) Like, you know, you know what I mean? I I would have loved to have had a memory, a, a story like that. Everything where I grew up, it was everybody had Nintendo. So it was nice because you could, you know, everyone would write their names on their cards. So right. it'd eventually find their way back to them. Yep. And then everybody got a Super Nintendo. And it was the same old, same old. I never had one one guy that that did anything like that. I had a friend that had an older brother that had an Atari Jaguar. Oh, that's cool, too. It would have been cool, except he liked to call us douchebags. <laughs> and and he would tell us, you douchebags aren't ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> and and then he would shut his door. Like, yeah, my, like my friend he, took me yeah. inside his room one day and showed it to me. I'm like, can we turn it on? He's like, no, Adam will murder us. <laughs> He'll know that you touched it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god and meanwhile he's like playing Cybermorph, and you know like we're playing games on sega genesis and super nintendo that people are still talking about and he well had... I, I know for a fact that he had doom on jaguar yeah and doom was doom was really good on the jaguar and i i had played doom on super nintendo and the reason why i asked you about it on the 32x is as i stated in my doom episode I found the the SNES to be dark and it was kind of, you know, everything kind of seemed to blend together. And so I I was curious to know if, you know, 32 bits made for twice the game. It it ran really smooth and like it was fun to play if you didn't know any better. Um, I, I love old school Doom. I mean, I think the PC is the best. But my favorite, like, home, like, console version of it is the PlayStation one, the original PlayStation one. Interesting. Yeah, that's my favorite version. And if you end up getting a Saturn, um, do not get it for the Saturn. I have it for the Saturn, thinking, like, it was going to be good. It is, it's almost unplayable. It's like I like, heard it makes for a really good coaster. <laughs> like, no, honestly, like, that that's what I've... I've heard because I've done a little bit of research into the Saturn because I want one so bad just so I can have, you know, the Saturn, the Dreamcast, the Genesis, kind of the pinnacle of Sega's North American creations. Yeah. But 
I've been told steer clear from that. Symphony of the Night is great because it has some extra areas that you can get into. Essentially, it's the same game, but uh, I mean, that's the extent of Saturn knowledge that I have. I I had a Saturn when that came out too. My 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 dad was really good to me with video game systems, and he was really cool. And it was when that came out, it was PlayStation, and it was like a Saturn. And I was like a Sega kid, so I wanted a Saturn. And I think it, at the time the price dropped because PlayStation was just dominating. And mine came with the, you know, came it had three games for free. So he was just like, oh, done deal. And it was Daytona USA, Virtual Fighter Two, and Virtual Cop. And I played them for the longest time. And uh, I think Saturn games at some point were getting cheap, where I could get. I could use my own money and get them at a bargain bin or, you know, you go to Blockbuster Video and you buy the used one or whatever. And I had a pretty decent library of Saturn games. And then, you know, for a long period of time, I just wasn't playing games after that. I guess maybe when I was in college, I just didn't didn't care about video games, believe it or not. And uh, that the prices for them just like went up like they were just expensive. And so I should have bought them at the time when they were cheap. And, you know, now they're so the the good ones are really really expensive like well but but who are you to know i mean no if, that's something you can say that about if everything. i could go back and talk to little donnie and be like hey i know your parents are going to want you to you know get rid of your nintendo and all your games get rid of the nintendo that's fine save the games yeah i would have done the same thing and i'm i i trade in a lot of stuff and there's some games that I'm just like, why did I ever get rid of that? And that's <laughs> just, that's the nature of the beast, I guess. It's part of the fun of it, too. Um, funny story, I wasn't playing video games, and I was, I worked at a GameStop, and I was just kind of, I like video games, and I think I had an original Xbox at the time, but I wasn't, like, buying them frequently. And uh, a guy left his wallet in the store, and I put it under the register, and I called security and I was like, hey, this guy left his wallet here. And they're like, oh, we'll come right over. And they never did. And it's closing time. And I'm like, what is, you know, they're never going to come and pick up this guy's wallet. And, you know, there's no number in his wallet or anything. So we're about to close. And he, this guy comes rushing in. And he's like, I left my wallet in here earlier in the day. Did anybody see it? And I took it out from under the register. And I was like, hey, what's your name? And he's like, Oh, it's Steve Jones or whatever it was. And I was like, is this your wallet? And he's like, yeah, this is my wallet. And I was like, oh, here you go, man. No worries. And he's like, thanks so much. And he opens it up and it had all his cash in it. And he's like, nobody took my money out of here. And I'm like, I didn't even open your wallet. I just wanted to know what your name was. I just put it here and forgot about it. And he's like, here, man. And he gave me 50 bucks. And I was like, no, nah, I can't. I can't take $50 for doing the right thing. And he tucked it in my pocket, like my shirt pocket. He's like, no good deed goes unpunished. And like, put it in there. He's like, take it. He's, it was $1,500 in here or whatever. And I was like, Holy oh my crap. God. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So I bought everybody pretzels at Aunt Annie's. <laughs> and I ended up buying um, myself a Sega Genesis, a used one, because GameStop was still selling them at the time. And it was just like, I remember my good old friend, Sega Genesis. And I need another one. And I bought that. And I think I got I think I got the six pack or something like, you know, Sonic. And I was like, you know what? This is this will be fun to mess around with every now and then. And it was cheap. And from then on, it was like. I was going through all the bins at work and picking out the good stuff, calling Funko lands around the area and calling other game stops. And I know you have Streets of Rage in inventory. Can you hold it? I'm going to go down there. And it was cheap. And I got an employee discount and I got. I got so much stuff like that's how I amassed like my Sega collection that I have now. It was just the timing was right and I was in the right place at the right time. And for our listeners, it's Peter underscore graphic. Go check him out. Scroll all the way back and yeah. check out his Genesis collection. It is so impressive. Thanks. And not I, just like the games itself, but the way that you present them, the little captions that you write for them, <laughs> your account 
is one of the best that I've seen on Instagram. Uh, thank you. That, uh, that means a lot to me. And it's thank you for bringing that up because I'm what am I doing Game Boy now? And yeah, I've been funny for, thing. We're both doing yeah. Game Boy right now. I know I'm loving it. I'm I'm absolutely having it's a blast seeing like what you post. And it's like, oh, I'm going to post this. What is what is Donnie got? And it's like the coolest. Like, I wish we had a link cable over the Internet. And we could play Tetris together. Oh, dude, you would smoke me. Peaches <laughs> smoked me. So if she can beat me. Anybody can. But yeah, I, I it's, funny <laughs> it's like I posted all my Genesis games first and I didn't realize I would still be doing this like a year or two later. And it's like, oh, that's like my best stuff. And now I'm like, you know, Game Boy's cool. But like, I was doing so much Atari like last month that I got so many Atari followers, which is awesome. But, you know, I've got more than just Atari. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, I even changed my caption to be like, go look at my other stuff. Like, I've got, like, let's talk Sega. I'm like, you know, I'm, 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 you know, like more than just, you know, Smurf on Atari. Are you though? (laughs) <laughs> i i still chuckle about the little inside joke that you and peaches had with smurfs uh, you gotta go back a few episodes for that one. Oh, you i i, I think that's the april one that you were right in. right uh i i uh, you you have to go listen to that just to to hear it uh <sighs> You guys are chuckleheads, and I absolutely love it. That is the kind of community that we have. That's the kind of fun that we have on Instagram. Uh, I'm I'm new to Sega, which is really weird saying as a 37-year-old. And a lot of my information that I get, I get from Peter. I, I... you know, we'll be like, hey, you know, I got tournament fighters on Genesis. And you're like, oh, man, that's cool. That's cool. Like, but it's hard and I hate it. And you're like, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not, it's not just you. Um, and I'm also, we were talking about thankful. I'm thankful to you for uh, taking the worst Genesis game that I have in my collection. So thank you very much for being well, my collection. Funny, of- funny thing about that is it is sitting in my Genesis right now. Oh, get out of here. I, I have not had a chance to actually dedicate time to it because you told me it's awful <laughs> and I want to experience the awfulness of it, but I've been so wrapped up in everything else. I, I podcast, I stream, I work full time. I'm a you know full time parent. And so to try to balance everything, there are games that I want to play on stream, but I haven't finished Mega Man X. I haven't finished Link to the Past. I haven't finished Rondo of Blood. I haven't finished Bloodlines. I I have started pretty much every Castlevania game and just trying to find a balance. It's going to be a while before I get to what you refer to as a piece of garbage. A uh, heavy Nova, yeah, heavy Nova yep. is a piece of. <laughs> what was it? Uh, I think you traded me a mod for my GameCube controller, which is super awesome, and uh, I think I gave you that. But I I put in some some fun stuff in there too. I didn't want you just to be like, oh, thanks, he's enjoying this new modded N sixty four controller. <laughs> like, and I I'm well, no, I, I I was more than happy to just send you the controller. We. We have a billion N64 controllers. I have two down in the game room. Uh, I have four upstairs. And then uh, Kirkade won an N64 that came with two controllers. And we are still plentiful on them. So I was happy to just send you that. But when you said, let's do a trade, I'm like, "Eh, I'll trade. I like games. And you hooked me up with some... uh, Dreamcast games, which my Dreamcast library is very limited because there's not, like I said, there's not a lot of Sega out here. And so I don't see uh, Saturn. I don't see Dreamcast. I don't see Sega CD. And when I do, it's like tennis, NASCAR, you know, whatever. And I, I want games that aren't just like crazy taxi where you can play them for 
10, 15 minutes and have fun and then be like, okay, what to do now? Yeah, I love Crazy Taxi, but you're, he hit the nail on the head where it's like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. And then then you put it away and it's like, okay, and then like six months later, you go and visit it again. I don't think I've ever played past the first level. I just like fooling around with it and then putting it away. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the the things that I'm thankful for Sega is so far, all of the consoles that I've been able to experience with them, they are pretty much arcade perfect. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I don't have a steering wheel or anything, but the Dreamcast controller is one of my absolute favorites. I'm happy to hear you say that because that controller gets a lot of like grief because the you know the the cords on the bottom instead of the top. Um, it's got one analog stick. A lot of people don't like that. Um, but I, I really, I love the button layout and I love the analog stick. And I think at the time it was that weird transition before they, we really knew that we should have two of those. Um, but they were so smart with that VMU where you could look at the logo on the thing or, you know, Resident Evil has like, I guess a heartbeat going on and each game makes some kind of unique thing of, of that. And, you know, you could link two VMUs together and play games on them with people or transfer the data. It's just the coolest. See, you know? and I I have no issue with the cord being at the bottom because that works uh, with the VMU. Uh, yeah. It, it doesn't interfere with it in any way. I actually like having the, the controller come up in front. And so that, that way I can manage it better. So I'm paying attention to it so I'm not you know, pulling my console off my, my shelf. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe that's the, the responsible grown up in me, but I really do enjoy the fact that it's placed like that because I kind of hold up, you know, the controller almost straight in front of me. So I'm not getting any interference from it whatsoever. I, I think too, the, the cords are a little on the short side. So depending on where you're sitting or, or how you like your setup is laid out, I ended up buying um, extension cables so I can, like, be on my couch that's further away from my Dreamcast. So I don't have any, like, tugging or pulling. But I know um, some people have that issue. But if you're closer or your layout works where the cord length isn't a problem, um, that's cool. But I ended up having to get an extension cord for mine. That's cool that they have extension cords. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily for me, my, my gaming area is about five feet you know from the wall and then everything's on my little shelf cabinet thing i don't know what you want to call it but my my little cube where i've got each of my consoles stuck in its own little divider area and with my gaming chair it's right there easy access it's absolutely perfect for me yeah i really like your setup i gotta say i'm a little jealous of your setup (laughs) My my setup is honestly one of my favorite things about this house. Uh, it's kind of my own little area, but uh, it's big enough that I move the green screen and the kids come and play. Uh, uh, there, there's some PlayStation start the party game. It's a move game, and yeah. you've got to you know have enough room that you can wave the the motion controllers around and four people can play it at the same time and my kids come down and do that they come down and they play smash brothers on the wii u which is an absolutely underrated system just like the Dreamcast. yeah you have a wii u too that's right i want to get one of those and they're cheap now they are you you can get them used in a great bundle uh yeah we we got ours for for like next to nothing honestly and it came with two controllers. One, I got to see if I can uh, fix uh, their Powera, or however you say it. And then one of the uh, Wii U Pro controllers, which I don't know what Nintendo was thinking with the placement of the analog sticks on that. It's just not a natural feeling to have your thumbs come down off of them to hit buttons instead oh. of go right up above them. That's weird. It, it really is weird. And to be honest, I, I know this is jumping back and forth a lot, but I, I feel like some of the best ideas from the Dreamcast 
made it onto modern day controllers. I know last week we talked with the gaming power-ups and we were just in awe of the SNES controller, but I think the way that the triggers were shaped on the Dreamcast versus, you know, the, the PlayStation one. Oh yeah. That, that really shaped how buttons are now because they're more trigger shaped on like the PS four and the Xbox 360 and all that stuff. Where on like the PS3, it's still the same kind of feeling that you get from the the PS1 and the PS2 controller. Absolutely, and it, the Dreamcast controller too. Those the shoulders aren't just like a click. Where like the original PlayStation controller, it's just button and it's doing a function. Where the Dreamcast, it's sensitive. So if you're racing or whatever, and you're slamming down on it, it's going to go faster. And if you're light on it, it's slower. Whereas I think a lot of other controllers like came after that doing that same type of, uh, you know, function. And the Dreamcast is my favorite system, hands down. And uh, that's got that online capability, which was a, a big deal at the time. And I don't think anyone was really doing that. And if they didn't, I would say Sega perfected that where it was a community of people coming together to play those games like Fantasy Star and, you know, that was it was like a thing you know sega net was a thing like xbox live was and you know well and the cool thing about that and i'm so glad that you brought that up is it was built in yeah where with the the ps2 you had to buy the the hard drive and modem yeah i i I, I mean i think it came standard or it came if you bought one of the final fantasy games but i mean as we all know I, I never had that because I never played Final Fantasy on it. So I, I did not know about the modem for PS2. I didn't know about the hard drive. I didn't know about all that stuff because I played Onimusha. I played wrestling and I played Tony Hawk. And that was pretty much my PS2 experience. Yeah, I was an Xbox guy during that time. Now... I think it was you that told me that the Xbox is pretty much the Dreamcast 2. That's how I feel. And if it and if it's not, it's probably the original Wii. And I, th- I think somebody could say like, hey, the original Wii is a lot like the Dreamcast. It does X, Y, and Z. Sega really supported the Wii. There's a lot of like ports of Dreamcast games on the Wii. But to me, like... You know, there's something about that Microsoft logo on the Dreamcast and seeing it again on the Xbox. It's a Microsoft situation. There was a lot of third parties to support from Sega on the, you know, the Xbox. Shenmue 2 and uh, uh, trying to think about I'm looking to look at my collection a little bit, but like they loved the Xbox. They were big fans. And to me, that was like, that's the sequel. That was the Dreamcast 2. They were doing what they wanted to do on that system. And they saw innovation and they saw, you know, they were trying to gain a foothold into a market with that X, with the Xbox. Sega has impacted gaming, whether you are a Nintendo fanboy or diehard Sega. I mean, uh, Sonic and Mario at the Olympics all that stuff. I mean, when Sega ditched consoles and focused on games, like, they cemented their place in gaming history. I mean, their their consoles from the retro days are incredible. Uh, like I always say, a good game is a good game, no matter the age or the console. But the fact that they are able to... I mean, like, nowadays on PS4... PS3, they've got the Ultimate Genesis Collection. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got that on Switch. I mean, they are on every console now. So their legacy is extremely cemented. And for that, I give thanks because I have all these ways now to play great video games like Gunstar Heroes. That game is just freaking chaos but in a fun way it's like contra meets super mario meets teenage mutant ninja turtles meets whatever else you can throw into the mix i i love gunstar heroes 
awesome music. Oh, it's like Contra on crack. It's and then like the I don't know if you ever beat it or get close. Like it cha- it's a completely different game. There's a shooter level in that thing. It's awesome. I have made it to the board game section. Yeah, yeah, that gets a little tricky because like you have no control over where that where you go. You could be doing that board game level for like hours. Yeah, and I did, so I quit. I, I think <laughs> I still have a save state because <laughs> I, I was expecting a game that I could beat in like 40, 45 minutes, and that's not one. And to have that on a Genesis, that is insanely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember playing that game when I, I got that when I came out too, and that board game level, there was like one enemy called Melon Bread, which is just like this happy face and he just bounces back and forth and you just have to shoot him then you move on and then if you you roll a dice you might end up fighting him again and it's like oh when is this over but the boss on that that boss for that level is awesome he's like a casino guy and it's like these laser beams and patterns and stuff it's so awesome i love that game to death i've I've never made it that far i i know that i would consistently roll ones yeah, I would be like, come on. Yeah, you kind of just have to power through it. That if that game has one fault, it's that stupid level. What would be like in a nutshell your top three Sega games spanning all the consoles? Um, I mean, e- even including like Nintendo DS. Oh, like Sega games of all time? Yeah, in like, in general. System. I mean, it could it could be arcade, it could be Game Gear, it could be I'd, I'd say the Nomad, but that's just the portable Genesis, but Yeah, I have a Nomad too. <laughs> oh, you lucky uh, duck. <laughs> uh, I have a funny story with that. Uh, I, I worked at a GameStop, somebody was trying to trade it in. He said it didn't work. I got it to work. And uh, my boss was like, you can't take that. And the guy was like, I really just want to get rid of it. And we took it in as a Game Boy Advance. And he's like, all right, well, now you have to buy it. And I was like, not a problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we traded, he traded it in. The guy wanted the money. We took it in as a Game Boy Advance. And I bought it like the day, at, like, the day of. And I think I paid like a used Game Boy Advance price for it. So, and that's my, that's my nomad story. You uh, you can't see this, but my jaw is <laughs> on the floor. Yeah, now I got lucky, and he was like, "Yeah, it was like finding a puppy or whatever." And it's like, "Can I keep it? Can I keep it?" And he's like, "Yeah, but you have to buy it, and you have to buy the, a game with it, and get it out of the store. I don't want anyone seeing it here." And I was like, "Not a problem." <laughs> I I have found one at my game store, uh, pristine condition, the box, everything. Yeah. And they wanted 270 bucks. Yeah, yeah. They're cool, though. I mean, it's cool because you can hook them up to a TV. Um, but there's better ways to play Genesis Portable now. It's just more of a conversation piece. See, and I would love... Like, I still need a, a Game Gear, and I do want that Nomad. Just to be able to have that. I've, I've got the Sonic Collection, which has the Game Gear stuff on it but that's my game gear experience um to get back on track my favorite game it's so hard to pick though i mean i love i really love shenmue on the dreamcast and i picked it up for the xbox one like the remake and i'm loving it all over again that game is just so cool and so unique and so like you really you really have to kind of like walk in his shoes, like the main character's shoes. It's just like a life experience game. It's not, I wouldn't say it's like groundbreaking and like, well, it was groundbreaking at the time, but now it's kind of just, you know, boring. <laughs> like, well, but no, time, you know. it's, it's funny. Cause I don't have any experience with it except for listening to it. Uh, while my friends have been streaming it while I've been at work. And so have you seen the car, the black car, when the, the rain <laughs> turned to snow, I mean, oh my God, yeah. in everything that you have to do, it really is like you are trying to solve something and it's immersive. Yeah, I know. My my, my wife will watch me play it and she's like, oh, is this the walking around game again? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. You don't understand. I'm looking for sailors. And she'll be like, okay, I'm going to bed. And then sometimes I'll just turn to her and be like, about that day. And she'll be like, what? I'm like, with the black car. And she was like, oh, stop it. Leave me alone. 
that's incredible. Yeah, it's so funny to quote that game. Uh, and I, I don't know. I love Sonic the Hedgehog too. And uh, it's tough. To, it's tough. Like there's so many of games that I, I just pick up and play anytime. Uh, you know, I love Toe Jam and Earl. That's one of my favorite Sega games too. In Streets of Rage, I could play that all day long. It's it's really hard because I've been thinking about it while you know you've been been saying your stuff and I I I will say and I know I bring this up a lot with you but growl that's fine <laughs> I mean growl is a good time and you know that that story of uh, how I got it and everything and I I got it just to get it and it's decent but now I look at it and I think of you guys and I think of and I think of like the Instagram buddies. And that makes me happy. So it's like I'm really happy that I have it in my collection. And it brings and, good memories of you guys. And that's that's pretty much the reason why it is probably my number one game for Sega. Just because of the, the, the friendships it's caused. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we have a great time joking about it. Uh, cool Spot is honestly probably my second. Uh, I've got... The fondest memories of it, uh, you know, from the fact that I, I traded consoles with my friend, and that was one of the games, and I got to play it, and then my mom found out how much I loved it, and my mom loved it too. She loved the music. Uh, we're big fans of Seven Up here, uh, and and so what's not to like? And so the fact that I didn't have a Genesis, but she knew I liked it, and she found it for me for Super Nintendo. That, I mean, the correlation right there is just fantastic for me. And then it's so hard with the other ones because, like, as much as I play new games, as much as I'll play any game, any console, like, quote-unquote retro is my passion. So I will go back to... You know, Streets of Rage 2 or Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And those probably round out my top three. Yeah, the, so- the Sonic trilogy is just like so, it's so good. The music in Sonic 3 and in your SNES episode, you guys were talking about great SNES tunes. And I was like, you know what? They're right. But Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the music in that is just amazing. And the Streets of Rage games, the music is awesome in all of them. And there's certain Genesis games that are like terrible sounding like they're just rough batman return sounds like crap uh there's a game called ultimate kicks which i really like um and you like carve out sections of a board like your little ship and you have to make make squares and like reduce the grid that you're on but when you do it it's like this like like it's like what were they thinking with this this noise it's so annoying um but yeah there's a lot of genesis games that just don't don't sound very good but there are really good sounding game games on the Genesis. Trust me. You just have to look. Well, and I mean, for real, like anything like pilot wings on the super Nintendo, I'm not impressed with the music. Uh, like wheel of fortune on the Nintendo. I'm not impressed with the music, but to bring the turtles into it, once again, you throw in uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles to the arcade game. That soundtrack is on fire. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario 3, Super Mario 2. Uh, Super Mario 2 has my favorite NES soundtrack on it of all time. Uh, And then, I mean, just the Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Mega Man X, uh, Super Castlevania 4. Those are, are great sounding soundtracks, great music, but... I mean, it, it shows the depth of how it goes. You can have a great game, crap music, crap sound effects, something that goes, bah, bah. <laughs> or, or you know, I mean, it's all across the spectrum. And that's one of the things that makes each console great is because you can find a way to enjoy it. You know what's cool, too? When, when I used to do at work, when I was able to, uh, you can go to YouTube and find, like, the best songs of Sega Genesis or the best songs of Super Nintendo. And some of them are like hour long and they'll like show the track and it'll be like, this game is, this song is from Minnesota fats. And it's like Minnesota fats. This song is awesome. And 
there are games that I've just bought because I was like, I really like the music in that, and I'll just buy the game, and it's cheap enough. And I think one of them was even like maybe Timeless Order or something that was like, oh, I'm totally gonna buy that because the it's college hoops or whatever. And but the sound, the song was awesome. Um, those are cool if you if you have time, like you know, put them in like your favorite YouTube videos and you know just chill out and listen to some like cool Sega tunes for an hour. See, and the funny thing is, I recently did that and then when i found these cool tunes i went to spotify and i looked to see if they had you know the originals uh any covers and then i added them to my uh, I, I call it my 8-bit playlist because i started with old school nintendo jams well, that's cool but well we are running short on time so right now i'm going to give you the opportunity to kind of promote yourself because honestly i really do appreciate your instagram so your instagram is one of the first that i saw that blew my freaking mind thanks dude um and you have done in the past and i think you should do more so i'm putting you on the spot and peer pressuring you Uh, (laughs) more instagram lives thanks thanks yeah, I I did one the other day and like uh I think I I messed up the lighting and like it looked really wonky. But I really do enjoy doing those. Um it's just tough cuz like the timing is so funny cuz everyone's either on Twitch or like it's Friday night and they're doing stuff. But I like to just have a game on and chill and have people come by and say, "Hey, what are you playing?" and you know, we'll talk about Star Wars if I'm playing a Star Wars game or we'll talk about Turtles if I'm playing that or you know, I'll play some weird hack that I got on AliExpress and everyone's like, what is this thing? That's that's really cool. I really like doing that. And, uh, you know, the Instagram's cool. It's a uh, Peter underscore graphic. I post a game every day. Uh, I'm currently on my Game Boy. I've got like three or four systems left and then I got to figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, I'm also writing articles every now and then for GameTrog.com. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah. Now you bring up Twitch. Have you ever thought about not just joining my chat, uh, joining Kirk's chat, uh, but doing your own? Because you can stream from your phone. Yeah, I guess I, I, you know, maybe I should just stream from the phone. Um, I always felt like you needed like some really nice equipment to do that. And I guess I never really looked into it. My streams started out on just the PS4. And then I realized that through my phone, through the app, you can do it there. Mostly it's for, you know, in real life stuff, uh, going to a restaurant, showing what you do on a date or whatever people like that do. I'm, I'm not judging. Uh, but I had great conversations with Retro Gaming Rock while playing Star Fox uh, through recording on my phone. Oh, you know what? I might, I might give that a shot. Uh, the mean. good thing about that is it saves them if you set it up properly it'll save it and then people can go back and and just watch them and i i enjoy listening to either video game music uh to my streamer friends uh i'm hooked on gamer thumb tv uh he does a complete castlevania timeline so i listen to that monthly uh but just all all things gaming related it keeps me uh, creative because hear, hearing what people talk about, hearing how people experience games in their own life makes me want to have experiences like that and share them. Yeah, that's like that's the modern the modern thing to do, I guess, is to go on Twitch. That's where the action is. And you guys are always on there and I'm like, wait, I missed it. And I can go back and watch, um, you know, Kirk play like some Wii games that you know, he saw that I posted and, you know, chat there and stuff. And it's, it's really cool. I got, I got to get my, my button gear and do that. <laughs> well, if you ever need any help, I am more than happy to help guide you. I, I don't know a lot. I'm, I'm still uh, treading water as it is uh, just because I, I'm not tech savvy. As soon as I come home, I can code websites. I can do graphic design. You know, run the computers at work, backend stuff, whatever. But I get home, I'm not in that mentality. I've I've been burned out all day. I just yeah. want to play games and relax with my friends. 
right? Yeah, well, I mean, give yourself a little bit more credit. I look to you for those things that you're an inspiration for me. And, you know, I keep going because you're, you know, you got the Twitch thing going on and you got your own logo and here I am on your show and I'm, I'm in awe of what you do. So, you know, don't, don't, don't get discouraged. I, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm blushing right now. I, <laughs> I enjoy doing it. I, I want to be able to bring my family back into it. Uh, a little bit more because I started off with having my kids play games and then getting kind of, you know, their impressions of it. And I kind of want to do that with my streams where I will have them playing and then I'll be on camera. They're my kids. I want to keep their, their lives separate from the shenanigans that I do, but I want my viewers to really see that this is something that, I really do promote family togetherness through gaming because my parents encouraged me uh, with my my gaming quote unquote hobby. Uh, they they helped fuel the passion and the fire. So I, I want to promote that with my own kids. So you know people know that I'm not just saying it one way and doing something else. That I really do practice what I preach. Uh, my kids absolutely love Minecraft. I can't get into it. I'm not that smart. <laughs> but the fact that they enjoy it and they're great at it, I want to show that off because even my seven-year-old and my four-year-old are fantastic at that game. Yeah, my kids are into Minecraft lately, too. It boggles the mind. It's, I mean, it's, it's Legos. I... I I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, whatever I, whatever I feel like it. I'm making this. And I'm like, okay, you don't have to rescue princess or do any. No, okay, <laughs> like enjoy, enjoy yourself. Yeah, I mean, the the reason why I love it is because then when I pull my kids down, and they're playing something on Nintendo, they're playing something on Super Nintendo or Genesis, they already appreciate the graphics. Oh yeah. No, my, they, my, they're not dissing them. They're they're not making fun of them like, oh, you're a dinosaur or anything like that. They're like, hey, this reminds me of this level on Minecraft. Hey, do you remember when we built this? And it's just great hearing their stories. Oh, sure. My my son was looking at the wall of stuff I have, and he's like, what are you going to do with all of this? And I'm like, well, one day it'll probably be yours. And he's like, what? And I'm like... Yeah, like one day it'll be yours. What am I gonna do with it? And I'm like, you'd give them to me? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, of course I would. Like, I want you to enjoy them. That's what it's See, all about. That is incredible. We've got uh, our oldest kids, uh, you know, they want PS4s just so that they can end up playing games online with us. And with their siblings when they're not all at the same house. Yeah. And if that doesn't show, you know, the the kind of family togetherness that we are trying to instill in them, I don't know what does. And seriously, they, they play Roblox together all the time. Yeah, that's another favorite here, too. But, I mean, just the fact that out of everybody that they have, you know, friend-wise at school... They still want to play games with each other. And to me, that's overall, that's what I'm thankful for games for is because it really does bring people together. And when you can't be physically together in today's day and age, that's what online gaming is for. It's sure. to keep those bonds, those connections, you know, strong and renewing every time that you get to play with your friends or your family. Well said. And with that being said, um, you should buy a PS4, and we're <laughs> going to wrap up the show. Hey, what? <laughs> yeah, I like how I just threw that in. <laughs> well, thank you again. Seriously, it is a pleasure to have you back on. Uh, I am so very grateful. I, I can't remember how we stumbled upon each other, um, but seriously you are a hell of a guy i have nothing but love and respect for you so thank you for taking time out of your night to be on the show and talk about sega with me 
Anytime, man. I'm, I'm here. It's my pleasure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not even going to do a bumper for that. I mean, that's going to be the end of it. So uh, find us, Grab Life by the Controller on Instagram and Twitch, and then GLTBC on Twitter because Grab Life by the Controller is insanely long. And Twitter wouldn't let me have all the characters I needed for that. So uh, find us on any platform that does podcasts. Uh, give us a five-star rating if you enjoy the shenanigans. Uh, it helps to get us to a broader audience. Broader audience means that more people get to listen to the ads at the beginning, and it throws pennies in my bank account, and then I get to... Uh, buy new stuff to talk about and to do little giveaways and just kind of give back to the community how I can. And if you want, become part of our community. Uh, Kirkade, the Gaming Power Ups, Ultra Gold Nant, uh, Flugo 13, uh, Ginger Babe, uh, you know, Peter Graphic, Aaron Gobrad, the Perler King. Oh, man. Like, seriously, get involved with us. We're a good group of people we have great conversations uh, we, we just love gaming uh chillin gamer mx retro gaming rock i i couldn't ask for a better gaming family so i highly endorse all of these people follow them on instagram you will not forget it and with that being said peace we out <laughs>